0: Hey, Deliberate Leaders. I am your host, Allison Dunn, executive coach and founder of the Deliberate Leaders podcast dedicated to helping leaders build strong, thriving businesses. Each episode, we feature inspiring interviews to help you on your leadership journey. And today's guest, I'm super excited to introduce. His name is Tom Ferry. He is the co-founder of Stakester. The story of how this venture was started is truly unlike any other story that has yet been shared here on the Deliberate Leaders podcast. Tom is a prime example of what it looks like to live deliberately. He's everything-but-normal mentality has not only led Stakester to become the, the success it has today, but has also helped um, other leaders um, start their own startups. I'm really looking forward to learning more about the unexpected start of your company, Tom, and how it has blossomed into a multi-million-dollar business. Tom, thank you so much for joining us here today on Deliberate Leaders.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I mean, this is great. I mean, it's like it was like an announcement as I was walking into the ring, like not okay. like an entrepreneurial ring. That was quite nice. If you you're like a like a female Bruce Buffer, I enjoyed that. Yeah, you need to get your own, like your own, let's get ready to rumble as it comes in.
0: <laughs> That's right. I hear kind of like the, the red carpet, you know, here comes. comes. Yeah, I actually, I can't even do a wrestling.
1: <laughs> it wasn't bad though. I'll take that. I'll take it as good enough as it was. It's fine. Yeah, nice. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I kick these off um, typically with a quick deliberate conversation. So my question for you is what would be your number one leadership tip for our deliberate leaders?
1: Oh, great one. Um, number one leadership tip. It's literally got nothing to do with you. All right. That's what you've got to remember. Okay. Like, you, you're like, no one, no one cares about you. Like, it's just like you, all your job as a leader, genuinely, is to like, is to get the best out of your team. That's what it is. Okay. Now, if that means the best way to get, to get the best out of your team is to be, you know, uh, the person who works the hardest, the person who leads from the front, the person who does the best, And everyone follows them on that's fine like you know i used to play a lot of rugby and as i was a captain in the team when you talk about leadership you just got to put in a better shift than everyone else but in business it's not always the case because you don't have the skill sets of everyone else in your team okay so your job as i said it's just not about you it's about them so i hate this term business leader i refer to myself as a head coach because, literally, all I do, like, I'm just there to make sure to get the best performance out of everyone, make sure we all understand what the goals are, and then arrange transfers in and out of the business. <laughs> so, basically, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Just there, just to get the best talent, right? And get the yeah. most out of them. So, that's why I say to people, yeah, it's not my best number one leadership tip. Yeah, it's not about you.
0: It's not about you. That is a solid, <laughs> a solid one. And I concur. I think every, um, every business owner should um, have a title as head coach because that is essentially what you are. So good on you for pointing that out.
1: That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks. I've actually made the commitment now. It's actually on my LinkedIn.
0: Oh, is it? I, um, I, um, I bounce back and forth. It might be on mine as well. And if it's not, I'm I'm turning it back. It has been in the past.
1: I just hate when people put like, when startup founders put CEO, like of what? Like, who are you, who you who are you the CEO of? Like, yourself and yeah, the lady who works behind the counter in the coffee shop like what are you talking about yep maybe when you get to like 50 people it's okay baby but yeah i'm not into that i
0: i don't um i think that people should have whatever title uh they want but um, oh, okay they should still act like a head coach
1: okay 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 we'll we'll get we'll go with that
0: <laughs> <laughs> um tom I think uh i think you have a really cool story and so can you um just share um, what events um basically fostered you and got you fired up to start this venture at stakester
1: yeah sure okay so um okay so important piece of background is that i am obsessively competitive okay this is not a it's not a surprise and so my life has always been about trying to find competition so when i when I left university and, um, and I, I started working, I like, I discovered sales, right? Because it's just like, this is the best way of like, it's competition, but you get paid for it every day. Like you work harder, you do better, you get paid more and you earn the bragging rights, which is really what it's about in sales. And anyone who says it's not, they're fibbing. Okay, so um, it's like, that was great. I was always really into competition. And um, also myself, I'm pretty into my martial arts, but I'm not very good, just as a caveat here. Anyone listening thinks that they could beat me up? The answer is yes, you could. Um, so, um, but I, I, just, I just won a competition for Muay Thai, which is a, a Thai, Thai boxing. It's like kickboxing, okay? Uh, Thailand thing. And I was in the gym and I was doing a jiu-jitsu class. And I'm on the mat and I'm not any good at jiu-jitsu. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like mid-level. And um, this, this big Russian guy walks in and you know he's, um, he's hench, you know, he's got invisible lap syndrome and he's got a vest on and he walks past the mat and he just says, I recognize you, you're going to win the competition. And I was like, yeah, 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 I did. Thanks, buddy. All my mates around me, obviously knowing that I'm incredibly arrogant and vain, they're like, shut up, don't say that in front of him. And then he says, he says to me, he goes, well, how about that? it doesn't make any sense. You, you, you look so weak. And so instantly my heart breaks um because i'm like okay thanks for building me up anyway the the conversation progressed and he starts saying to me things like he says well maybe it'll it'll be sparse sometime this accent's getting a little bit worse as we go maybe he's just got really complex ancestry i think he might be maybe partly italian let's not say it's my accent let's say it's his um anyway and so he um anyway the way it transpired was eventually we agreed to have a wrestling match okay and the first one to tap lost and we said and he's like "What about we do it for money and I'm like okay mate like you've challenged me now so we both put a tenor in and then we wrestle and well we do some jiu-jitsu and it turns out that he didn't realise that jiu is actually there is a science behind it he taps out really quickly and he gets in the grump and he storms off I'm like well where's my money and he's like well I'll buy your next time I'm like no no that's not okay so I get my phone out I'm getting in the soccer but there must be an app for this and there wasn't and literally like that Ali that was it boom it's it's on the idea was there now problem was like it didn't really work for sports the idea was all right but it didn't really work for sports and so i am as as i mentioned earlier like you know it's not about me i literally know nothing about nothing and i'm hugely unqualified to start a business so especially in the esports area and gaming but i was like look and also when i was growing up gaming was for losers my brother was one of the first ever pro gamers so naturally I thought that everyone who gave must be an absolute loser. Um, not how I feel now, but yeah, that was the time. So I was like, look, I need to find someone to, to join my squad. And so I was like, okay, so I'm I just banging the network, the usual thing you do, like who, is there anyone around who I know who's actually in the space? And a girl used to work for me, lady, sorry, used to work for me. She used to work for EA Sports. So I called her up and I'm like, hey, Monica, you yeah. know, She's American. And so I told her this, uh, this concept. And she's like, oh, my God, I love this. This is great. You speak to my fiance. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to speak to your fiance. And she's like, well, he, he was the co-creator of Grand Theft Auto. That's the biggest game of all time. I lost my mind. So I'm like, wow. okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Yeah, exactly. My job. So I'm like, hey, what's he doing tomorrow night at six? And she's like, do you want to do, do a call? And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm looking at Skyscanner. I can be in New York tomorrow night at six. So I literally, I hopped on a plane. I literally straight away. It was so fast. I literally got on a plane. I flew over to meet the guy. I met him in some shitty coffee shop in Brooklyn, which in a comments did really good coffee, he told me. And then, uh, but it was awful. It was just so edgy and hipster. And it just tasted like burnt brown water. And, um, and then I met with him and he's like, He's British, so naturally he's incredibly intelligent and handsome and charming. And he said, "He's like, uh, do you know what? Yeah, I don't think this. Yeah, there's so many reasons why this won't work. But you know what? I believe in you, Tom. I'm in. And that's it. And that's how we started. So it's literally that's literally the story of how we began. So in answer to your, story, your question, how it began: sweat, arrogance, a Russian, and, and an incredibly expensive last-minute fights in New York." <laughs>
0: Um, well, that's a simple story. I mean, it's like how I hear most uh, businesses get started. Um, so, Tom, good on, good on you. Um, All the I, best
1: stories start with a Russian tapping out. That's what absolutely,
0: it is. <laughs> absolutely.
1: Ironically, um, my, my, my investors are now Russian. So, I actually owe a lot to the Russian people. Um, in fact, if I see that guy again, I should give him some coin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or, 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 yeah, did he ever pay? No, no. hasn't he
1: hasn't made. I haven't seen him. Well, I saw him, up, but then lockdown happened. And now I have seen anyone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so Stakester is uh an app that yep.
1: does what? Really, yeah, really basic. So, like principally, if you uh will make it American. So if you think that you are good at Madden or a particular computer game or something, mm-hmm. I literally just say to you, look, that's why my dog's trying to get in the room, excuse me, she's trying to hijack the meeting um if i if i said to you i was better than you at fifo you'd say no i beat you and then what happens is we both put 10 bucks in and the winner takes the pot it's simple as that but you can do it with anyone in the world okay that's what's great and we have a saying here and we're like two things one you know we're esports for all okay esports is a massive thing that's going on it's really great there's so many great superstars who are playing it we want to make anyone able to play for a bit of money. Like no matter what level you are, like if you're an absolute bum like me, or even if you're a pro, we want to give you the opportunity to play against someone at the same level. And also, what I think we we refer to ourselves as not an esports business per We're an entertainment business, right? You know, it's like we don't make games; we just make games more exciting. Okay, so it's like, As in, if you and I had a race, and I'd win because I am exceptionally fast. Um, it'd be fun if we just did it normally, but if we did it for 10 bucks each, it's going to be more fun. Right. So that's like, that's, that's the game.
0: Yeah. All right. So you, you, you basically make any type of gaming the opportunity to compete and, um, win money if against the person you're, you're, you're playing
1: against essentially. You should work in sales for me. All right. You got it. (laughs) I'm down. You're in.
0: Um, what year is the business in?
1: So we're in our, we are just approaching our second year. It's been pretty well wind.
0: All right. So you're in a, you're in a cool, you're in a cool spot for being year two in an app based gambling.
1: No, Uh, no. that's the big one. Not gambling. So this is a misconception a lot of times. So The thing is gambling and New Year, we are actively opposed to gambling. We shout it out as being effing stupid all the time. Because if you think about gambling, gambling is, Well, legally, it's the concept of putting money on an outcome that you cannot control. Yeah. Okay, that's what gambling is. Now, we only support games of skill, okay? So you can control the outcome. If you and I play chess against each other, you can control the outcome about whether you win or lose by getting better. Now, I might be better than you, but you're in control of what happens there, okay? And you might be better than me. You're in control. And so we only support games of skill. We only allow you to put money on yourself, okay and your money on yourself to win not on what someone else is doing and also the house never wins like we take a fee but excuse me we take a fee for the um for the process but you know we yeah wouldn't yeah we don't win you know the money goes to the winner there
0: you go well i thought i'd get you going by saying it was gambling so thanks it It (laughs) was
1: i bet i bet you took it you did it yeah okay fine i accept that
0: Um, in um, in your two years, um, obviously this has been incredibly successful. Like, what are what are the couple of things that would just shine some light for others who have an idea and um, are looking to get it started, and you know are willing to hop on a plane to you know to get to to where you live over in Brighton?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I don't live. I live in I live in London. I'm just London. Uh, I'm on, I'm in South. Yeah. yeah, I live in London. Yeah. So the um so. What's my advice? My first, I had this, um, someone asked me this question the other day, I was giving a lecture at a university and someone said, what's your best advice for starting a company? And I went, just start one. Like, just, just do it like whatever it is, even if it's a small thing, like if you have an idea, write the ideas down, start writing a pitch deck, start building that pitch deck out. Because every time you make an action, every time you do something, you are building something towards that business. You're taking it a step further. So you start off with that problem page. Then you start with the solution page. Then you start doing your market analysis. Then you start thinking about, okay, who am I going to put in my team? And then you start thinking, right, who's my customer? Then you've got to start going and speaking to some customers. And again, you're just building and building and building. It doesn't mean you have to give up your job straight away. I did. I gave up and went straight all in. That's my character. But then this, um, but not everyone does that or has the ability to. So just do something. Make sure you're always doing something. And I think... That's my first piece of advice for everyone to start. My biggest piece of advice for anyone who is starting a company above anything else is just speak to people. Like, you know, people forget, like when people say, Oh, I don't want anyone to know my idea. No one's gonna steal your idea. Okay, if someone says that, just just straight in the face, okay? No one's seen your idea. It's not about your idea either. It's about how well you execute that idea. People have come up with my idea a gazillion times. They just don't deliver it as well as we have. So that's the big thing. So just don't worry about speech people, Speak to your customers. Ask them like you, because if you, you don't know the answers. You just don't. Um, So that's the big thing. I think what's been, as you say, successful, we've got a pretty good run. You know, we now, we're almost, we're approaching being the biggest in the world All what we do after only two years. It's going pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, it's going all right. Giving myself a pat on the back there. Probably shouldn't, but it's going alright. We're going okay. And I think that you just have to be relentlessly aggressive about how big you want to be. Okay, and I mean that. Like you've just got to have a champion and uh, mindset about it. You know, not every time someone hits the pads for the first time in the boxing gym, they're all thinking, "I could be a world champion here." Yeah. <laughs> No one gets to the ring first time thinking, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I could, I'll just do this once and it'll be all right. No one thinks like that, okay? And you've got to think with that mindset when you start a business. You've got to think, like, how am I going to make this the biggest and the best in the world? And you've got to have an attitude for everything. Like, how am I going to be the best in the world at my social posts for the money and the resource I've got? How am I going to be the best in the world at hiring? How am I going to be the best in the world at, like, just everything, you have to have that mentality and it doesn't mean you are going to be the best in the world, but it does mean you're going to do a lot better than if you start thinking at a local level.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, I love that. Um, the idea of just self-talk, like if it's going to, if you're going to do it, do it the very best you can, right. Where you are right now, how you're going to do it to anyone else who could do it. Um, so excellent. I, um, I am curious, what do you, so you don't, um, you believe or you know that your category of what you're doing is probably unlike any others, correct? Yeah. Um, what is your end vision for that?
1: Yeah, really good question. Yeah, and I, it, it relates to what I said two ago, to be world champion. That's what we say to people all the time. Like, you know, like, that's it. And they're like, what does that mean? And so, you know, I mean, look, it's catnip for a VC, but like for investors, because they love it. But like, it's like for everyone who works for you, it's like, We want to be every, I want everyone in my company to be the best in the world at what they do, okay? So, for example, take our product. I want to win every consumer product award there is, okay, for our marketing campaigns. I want to be voted the best marketing campaign of the year, fact, all right, in the world, okay? I want I want to be the best in the world at everything we do, and and I don't want it to be for just Now, in terms of scale, we don't have a business that can scale to the size of Amazon because we don't have the size kind of market, right? So we're realistic about it. But in our category, we want to be the biggest in terms of scale. We want to be number one for everything we do in that. We want to have the most, yeah, it seems like we want to have the most customers. We want to have the most challenges. We want to have the most GMV. We want to have the most, like all of these things, we want to have the most of. That's what we're targeting for. And then when we break those records, Okay, Then it just becomes that standard thing of what. once you become the champ, what do you got to do? You've got to keep defending that title. You've got to keep setting new records. Usain Bolt is such an inspiration. He's like, what I'm going to do? I'm going to break my own records. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go out and break my own records. And that's what we've got to do. So we have that. We're working towards it. And I think if you believe, and also like, I am the biggest loser in the business. But if you give people in your business the the inspiration, you make them believe that they could become those people, you get stuff that come out of those people that you just never, ever would have expected. The level is just incredible.
0: Magical, right?
1: Well, I mean, you're the coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get this wrong, I'm gonna get told off. I'm going to get. I'm gonna get a D for this, aren't I? This is what's no, yeah. no, not, okay, good. not
0: whatsoever. Um, Tom, if, um, if you were to write a book or because I know I know that you haven't, we had that conversation up front. If you were to write a book, um, what would the title of the book be?
1: Uh, it'd probably be a fiction book and it would be um, about medieval warfare. But if we're talking about startups, it would be, it'd be called Speak to Your Fucking Customers. <laughs> and that's what it would be. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what the title of my book would be. Yep. Um, like it's just, you, you cannot underestimate the power of speaking to people. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so stupid. Like I just, it just amazes me. Like everyone has something to give you. Okay. In terms of advice, everyone is an expert. We've come on here right now, Ali, and you're, you're an expert at what you do. And you could teach me a million things. And so just, if I just tell you my problems I'm having in your business, you probably have some insight and probably know how to solve some of those problems. So just speak to as many people as you can and speak to your customers as often as you can. And they will tell you how to build the best product. Okay. They will. And the people within your investment community or your support network, even your, even my mom talks to me, gives me advice about, and there's no disrespect to my mother, but you know, she's a, she, she she she's not an entrepreneur. Um but she like even everyone will give you something. to so just speak to your customers and speak to people. And so my book would be called Speak to Your Fucking Customers. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: uh, that title um I'm sure would be a very popular seller. So when well, you say right. I mean, yeah certainly
1: in the UK where it's okay to swear. <laughs> That's um, right. In the UK as, or... as we discovered earlier in some states in the US it's less acceptable. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, I know that you uh, are very active in helping other um, other folks do startups. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So when I when I started um, Stakester, I was um, I'd previously been a pretend founder. You know, I'd been like i been a founding member, and I'd call myself a founder, but it's absolutely you know, it's rubbish. Like if you haven't sat in a coffee shop with an yeah, we like sat there staring at the screen be like, I literally have no freaking idea what to put in this pitch deck. You're not a founder. If you haven't stayed up at late at night being like, Oh, payrolls tomorrow, and that investor has not transferred that money, you know, it's like if you haven't felt like that you're not a founder, so just shut up. Okay. So and I, I hadn't felt that, but I called myself a founder. And I'd been through the um I've been through some, I've been through the accelerators in Microsoft and PwC and 60, I've been through some big accelerators. I had a really great experience and I thought I knew what I was doing and I really didn't. And so I am, um, and yeah, you have different types of, yeah, I am, um, I'm a big reader, but I also listen to a ton of podcasts and I went on some podcasts uh, to try and find out like, how do I like. I wanted to listen to to an investor who wasn't just talking shit, like about like, here's my investment thesis. This is the kind of stuff I'm into. I wanted to just tell the truth about the kind of things they see when they come into, when people walk into the room, like what actually happens in an investment committee. I wanted to answer things so I could take advantage of them and get myself in a better position. So I started having, I had a call with uh, a good friend of mine who's very prominent in the UK the capital scene, and he's incredibly vain and arrogant. So he said, Yeah, we should record these conversations. And so, um, he made the point, which was very good. And he said, Look, Tom, if you're asking these questions, so is everyone else. So, we um, so we started the show, and we have a um, a big badge of honor, which I like to bang on about now. Is uh, basically our purpose is to every week we get someone on who is either a successful founder, but right now, not someone who was a successful founder 45 years ago. Um, a success founder right now and someone who is an investor right now. And we say to them, like, we ask them basic questions that people email them But the great honor we have is that we've now had six people start companies because they're inspired to by the show. So that's my, uh, is that, it's a cool metric, isn't it?
0: That is awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty, yeah, I'm really good. And one of them has just raised a ton of money as well. Um, and I've now, I've actually invested in three people who've been on my show is not that bad. It's awful. I think it's almost like I'm creating my own little deal flow. Um, I'm gonna. The investors will stop coming on. I call like you Mark been... Cuban. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've like got my own little Shark Tank. Yeah. Although we'll call it. I not know. We call it like the, the Fairy Cave. It's all, It's not. It's not as in, intense is it. Um. But yes, yeah, so that's what we do. Yeah, it's okay. It's great. Selfishly for me, like it just gives me like I just get a coaching session once a week, uh, where I meet someone who's infinitely more capable and better than me at what they do and I'd say look yeah I'm actually I this week selfishly like I'm having a real problem with them doing my um tax return what's your advice (laughs) yeah that's kind of it yeah anyway sorry there you
0: go that's fantastic so you uh, (laughs) you mentioned you're an avid reader I'm super curious uh what is the um the most recommended business related book that you that
1: you love easy Every time, if you're if you're if you're starting a company, there's two books you need to read. Okay, all right. One is Hooked, okay, by near Isle. Yeah, okay. Like if you're building a product, you've got to read that. You've got to understand. The second, not as popular as people realize, is a book called Traction by Gabriel Weinberg. You know it. Um. Gino. So Gabriel one Gabriel Weinberg, he created. Uh, DuckDuckGo, which was the competitor to Google, right, Okay. And the basic principle is, is like you don't know where your customers are going to come from at the beginning. Don't be like, I'm going to spend it all on digital marketing, digital ads. Don't do that. So he says test every single channel a little bit and then double down when you know what works. And you're like, I'm an absolute, like, I'll, I'll happily ring our bell about it. So, you know, we, we did it. We tried every single channel. We found channels that our competitors didn't. And our CPI is about a third of our competitors because we tested all of the channels, you know, and we tested them a little bit. We tested them with different things. So I'm like, mate, Gabriel Weinberg, I have home shares in my business. He's done an absolute sound job. And uh, Neil Ayle, his book about um, hook is just about habit forming products. Yeah, get someone to form a habit, which is basically what we do. So those are my two favorite books for people to read. Um, and uh, then also a ton of fiction on the side to distract yourself.
0: Fantastic. Thank you for both of those recommendations. I know that you have um, kind of a mantra and I and I, I don't know if that's what you would call it, but that was the uh, sense that I get when um, I first got introduced to you. But could you um, kind of... End this podcast by really driving home um, the importance of uh, backing yourself.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah. So um, I would just make sure you edit this out really well because I'm not quite sure what that mantra was. Um, But like, I just think, um, oh god, what 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 did did I say? (laughs) Oh god. Okay. So um, I think you should just. I think everyone should back themselves all the time because basically you are you are capable of backing yourself you are capable of doing what you do no matter what anyone has ever told you throughout your life or throughout your career or whatever or ever given you any implication that you are not good enough just just for want of a better word fuck those people all right okay you just back yourself. you have if you commit yourself and there are two secrets to success and that is consistency and commitment if you commit to it and you consistently do the things you need to do with discipline and diligence you will succeed okay and so you should always back yourself no matter what the scenario because you you have this Mm -hmm. okay and that's that's it and we i live by that rule like you've got to put yourself out there. You know, you don't, failure isn't really something that happens. I always say you win or you learn. Yeah. hundred yeah.
0: um, percent. So I hope the big takeaway most certainly is, is that if you're, if you're wondering whether or not you should back yourself, both Tom and I completely agree. You should.
1: A hundred percent. And you will, even if it doesn't work out the way you want it to, you are better because you did it absolutely okay no one's ever done a marathon and dropped out halfway and not been a better runner than they were when they started
0: for sure so what is um what is your next thing beyond this are you working on anything big
1: Uh, yeah well everything that we do is big right okay so you know we um yeah i guess i'm i'm super focused on on making us get to that number one spot, right? That is my, you know, when I'm when I'm not, you know, being an awful dad who teaches my kids bad habits, yeah, and um, you know, just them. Just I'm an awful parent, awful in terms of like, not in terms of love, but in terms of behavior. But the um, if you're not, I'm just my my biggest commitment is to get stakes to to be number one. I think my the real actually it's funny to say that I was just thinking about this just the other day. Someone said to me, what would success be for you when you leave Stakester? And I was like, it's not about, success for me wouldn't be about a big exit or whatever. Success for me would be the number of people who have worked for me who go and then start their own businesses. Oh, yeah. That would be the success for me. Yeah, someone comes out of what I call the University of Stakester with a degree in entrepreneurship and they go on and start their own business.
0: Oh. That's fantastic. I, I hope you have dozens and dozens, if not hundreds. Um, how many folks do you employ today?
1: We are just about to get to 30. To 30. All right,
0: yes. so well on your way to make many entrepreneurs out of it. That's awesome. I'll
1: tell you what though, I mean, it's a new one every day. Like people are starting to be hired I don't even know. Like someone started the other day and they were on the stand-up and I was like, who's this, who's this kid? They're like, oh, he's our QA tester, is he? <laughs> I mean, it's like we were just to give you some context. We were nine in September.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah. So like, yeah, it's been pretty big. It's been great during lockdown to be able. You know, it's been a hard time to be able to give people a lot of jobs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Good on you, Tom. I wish you a tremendous amount of success. Um, good luck with being the world champion that you are uh, destined to be. And thanks um, you very
1: much. Thanks so much. You. Both well, look. I mean, look. Great. Also, I mean, you're the executive coach here. What's your top piece of advice for me as a leader?
0: I, um, I always believe that it's really important to be congruent with what you say that you actually do as well. So if, you, if you're going to suggest that other people do certain things, that it's going to be something that you're practicing yourself. So congruency is my number one tip. When we're incongruent as leaders, people do not trust us and trust is key.
1: That's a solid piece of advice. And I'll take that. There you go. I've got some free service here. Uh, if anyone who wants some of Alison some, uh, some Dunn's time, this issue, just go on the podcast and she's going to help you out for free.
0: <laughs> Tom, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for, for having me on. It's been great.